0: Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Piers Ward. I've got Andy Pram by my side right now, and we're going to be talking about five very common mistakes that golfers make on the golf course. We're going to have a quick podcast on this. We're not going to be talking for too long. We want to make sure we hit these points really fast, but also offer you a load of value. And whilst we're talking about the number five, Andy, five shots lower is our free coaching series that has had some amazing results. You can get it for free. Click the link in the description. So Andy, yes. mistakes that golfers make on the golf course. We've only got five. Yep. There are 505 of them, but- There's, there's a lot. We were, when we were going through these as well, we were going, well, what's the, what's the new ones that we've got? Because we like talking about this a lot because we see a big opportunity out there with golfers that they just are making lots of simple, <laughs> quite stupid mistakes on the golf course. So we wanted to talk about them, didn't we? And we
1: still make them as well, don't we? Oh, we uh, still indeed. make them every now and again, don't we? For sure, we? for sure. And the reason we're doing this is because the theme of the month over at Me and My Golf is on course. All the content, a lot, a lot of the content this month is gonna be about on course, helping you guys get the best out of your game. The coaches over there, if you haven't seen them, they have got, we've got Carl Morris, we've got Chris Trott. Carl Morris is a performance coach, talks about the mind. We've got Tr- Chris Trott on equipment. We've got Robert Yang on health and fitness. There's so much content over here that are, that's gonna help you with your game. Right, so I'm gonna kick off with the first one. First mistake that golfers make is aiming their body and not their ball flight. And this doesn't quite make sense to you if you listen to this, but <laughs> a lot of people think, well, you need to aim down the middle of the fairway, surely. Well, the thing is with this, how often do you hit the golf ball exactly where you're aiming? Very, very rare. We've all got tendencies in golf. We, you know, Pierce, you'll have a little bit of a pattern. I tend to have a pattern. A tendency of what the ball tends to do so one thing that we always see is is let's say somebody Pierce has a, a tendency to, to hit a fade the ball starts maybe on target sometimes and fades off to the right generally misses a little bit to the right what they often do is they they try and almost fight against that so they go no I need to aim square and correct that I don't want to miss right so I need to aim square and maybe draw it or close the face well instead of just aiming your body just down the middle of the fairway and trying to correct that, we, we always talk about aiming your ball flight. Aim your ball flight, not your body. And we mean by that that we don't really care where you aim on the golf course. We're not saying that you shouldn't consider aiming and practicing aim on the, on the range, but on the golf course, I don't, we don't care if, you're, if you aim in the left rough as long as your ball finishes where it needs to finish. Because if you tend to play this bit of a banana fade or slice that tends to miss right, aiming in the rough on the left is a good thing. If you play a hook or a draw that finishes left, aiming in the right side of the the fairway or right side of the rough or right side of the green is a good thing because you're playing to your tendencies and if you do that, you're gonna hit more fairways, you're gonna hit more greens and you're going to get yourself less in trouble. So the one thing that we always say is, know your tendencies, understand what your ball flight is, where where your miss tends to be Instead of aiming your body, aim your ball flight. And that might be a little bit left, it might be a little bit right, it doesn't always need to be in the middle of the fairway. So there's the first point.
0: This is really hard now, because I want to add in a load of things as well, but we're gonna keep it short. We're gonna gonna keep it just to one person talking about it. Uh, Okay, so number two, um, know your limitations. So this is something that we see a lot of golfers go on the golf course, and it's a little bit to do with Andy's point there, when you're playing this fade on the range, you go on the range and hit 20 balls, and every drive you hit with a with a, is, is with a fade, you know, a five, 10 yard fade, you get on the first tee and try and play a draw. That is not the way to play golf. That's, you, you know, you don't understand your limitations. there. If you can't play that draw, don't try and play it. If you can't play a hook around the trees or a flop shot or even a 50 yard pitch, you know, a lot of golfers will go, I'm 250 yards away. I've got to get it as close to the green as possible because that's how you play golf. Well, if you're no good from 50 yards, don't play that shot play it to 100 yards, just hit a seven iron, then a pitching wedge. You know, you're, you're playing to your strengths then. So I suppose the key for me with this is, obviously that, that hopefully makes sense, but the key for, is, for, me, for me on this is, write down a list of what you actually can do. And I encourage this a lot with golfers. So go into your notes on your phone and just write down all the shots that you can play. So if you can play the high drive, if you can play a flop shot, or if you can play the 50 yard pitch, you know, write them all in there. And then create a list of what you can't do. Now, obviously what you can't do, don't try and do it on the golf course. But it doesn't mean that you can't work that away from the golf course. So you can work at this list. Let's say you have got, got 20 shots on the, on the can't do list. You can create a plan then to say, well, in this next month, I'm gonna work at that flop shot. I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna work at that sort of knockdown shot under the wind. So this is a great way of you understanding what you can do, what you can't do, what you can do, you can go ahead and do, and what you can't do, you can work at it, and then you can only do it when you're on the golf course.
1: Okay. Say no yeah, more, Andrew. say no more, I'm not getting involved, we're keeping it short and concise. Okay, next one is, uh, most golfers don't have a clear plan around playing a hole. Now, I think I'm gonna give you an example of this in a moment, with the, I played the last week at the Asprey on the 10th, and I think one important thing to do is just, it's just obviously seeking out to see how you can avoid the danger. And that obviously is off the tee and it's also on your approach shots. Now let's go, I'm just going to give an example of this and what I mean by this. So the Astbury 10th hole, I played last week and we're on the, we get on the tee. It was a forward tee, so it's 260 yards. If you've you've not seen the 10th, which you probably have, um, there's four bunkers in the fairway. So it looks quite tight. Um, it's only, it was 2.62 the hole was, that's all, it was playing really short. Now obviously the bunkers are uh, are in are in danger, if you go in the bunker then you're left with a really tricky shot to the green, hard to make par from there. So the the key thing about this shot really is just avoiding the bunkers and avoiding the rough on the right. Now most golfers at 2.62 they're going right, okay, par four, let's get the driver out. They get the driver out and hope to miss the bunkers, they'll just go well if I hit a good one, a perfect one, <laughs> I'm going to hope to miss the bunkers. Well. What we want you to think of is having a real clear plan off the tee first to go, how can I take out the danger? How can I take out the risk of getting in trouble? Now in this circumstance, what I did, I led the way with, some, uh, with these guys I was playing with and I hit six iron off the tee. Now most golfers, I think he looked at me and he was like, <laughs> you hit six iron off the tee? What are you doing there hitting six iron off the tee? Well, what I wanted to do was just take out the danger. I didn't want to go in any of the bunkers And if I hit a poor six iron, it was so wide short of the bunkers that I was still going to be okay. Whereas if you hit a poor drive, then there's a good chance you could go with the bunker. So basically, I just took out the danger. Now, what I also did, I worked out how far the hole was and how far I have left. I hit a six iron, let's say, about 185 yards. Um, So for me there, I knew that that would leave me a really short shot in from there. So I, I knew I'd only have, what, 90... 90 yards in or something like that, not even that really. Whereas the guy after me, I said, what, what should he hit? I said, well, look, hit a seven iron, you know, get yourself in play, take out the danger. And he hit seven iron and he left himself 110 yards. And we got down there and he went, oh, I didn't really think about that from here, but he got, you know, he looked at his a par four and thought, it's a long hole, I need to hit driver. But now he's made it a real clear decision to go safety first, It seems quite, a lot of people think this is quite a negative way to play, but safety first, seven iron, left himself 110 yards in. I think he got it on the green, I think he made par from there. So I think the the important thing is be aware of off the tee, where is the danger, how can you take it out? Look at the bunkers, look at the out of bounds, how can you just minimise the chance? Club selection, aim, have a plan for that. Second shot, exactly the same, where do you not want to be? If there's there's bunker short right or the tight pin, where do you not want to be? Um, Where's the danger? How can you avoid that? If you've got a bunker at the front or water at the front, you might want to up the club by one or two to completely take it out of the danger. You want to aim in a different place as well. So I think the key thing is that the key message that we want you to have here is that most golfers stand on the tee, look at the yardage, pull out the driver because it's a par four and don't take into account and have a clear plan of taking out the danger. Have a plan on each of your shots to really give yourself the best chance possible, but also to minimize the minimise the bogeys, minimize the doubles. This is what we're trying to do. Golf is about actually the bad shots as well. It's about minimizing the bad shots. And if we do hit a bad shot, still being in a decent place as well. So there we go. You've,
0: po- you've definitely blown your three minutes on that one. That's, po- that's <laughs> point three. But it was great information, that's great information. Point Control that chaos
1: hi everyone andy here just letting you know about something that we've created just for you Me and mygolf.com is our membership platform that we believe is the best resource out there to improve your golf and one of the questions that we get asked all the time is what's the difference between youtube and the website and the main difference being is that sometimes people can get lost in content on youtube and not really having a clear structure or plan of where to go so we wanted to create something that was was really going to help golfers we've got over a thousand Uh, coaching videos on there but our main thing or main feature on there are the coaching plans and we've seen some amazing results from these plans and these are basically carefully designed plans on all areas of the game so you don't have to think or worry about what to do we tell you exactly what to practice each week and whether you're looking to break a certain score, fix a slice, improve your putting or short game we have a plan that will suit you We're even staggered at some of the results that golfers are getting from these as well. And we even have a private Facebook group where all of our members go and share experiences and support each other. Real nice place, positive place to be. And we'd love to see you over there and have the chance to help you with your game. So make sure you head over to meandmygolf.com and check out your free trial with no obligations to join. Check it out and see if you can find a plan and become a part of this amazing community.
0: Okay, number four. Now I've got it in my notes here and I'm not going to change it. Allow for the crap shots. So I would say that we've all been there where we've hit that seven iron that's gone 185 yards or 190 yards because it was downhill, downwind, firm fairways, it was bouncing and running. And we think, oh, that's how far I hit my seven iron now. It's great. Or that one time we had a fitting and, you know, he had that perfect one with a range ball that's got no dimples on it. It doesn't spin and it goes 20 yards further. So often golfers, especially on par threes, they will come up short or often golfers will come up short when they're hitting their irons, unless they miss hit it, or they totally misjudge the situation. So I think there's becomes almost maybe a little bit of an ego in this as well, when he hit that really good shot and it's like, and you can say to someone who's maybe a better player than you and they've hit an eight iron and you hit a nine iron off the tee, and go, Oh, I hit nine iron, they only hit eight iron. Yeah, well he hit on the green and you left it 20 yards short. So I think it's really understanding that is not a good thing but also understanding what is your consistent yardage and almost allowing a little bit more in your club selection. So if you think it's an eight iron, maybe you should be going with a seven iron and when you, when you next go and play. So it's a real simple one for me is that, you know, often we'll miss hit our irons. Often they won't quite fly as far. They won't fly the intended number you want. I mean, how often have you pured an iron every shot when you've played golf? It just doesn't happen. So we need to allow for the fact that we're probably gonna lose yardage because we're not gonna strike it as cleanly as we want to. So that's why if you actually had the mindset of, well, every iron shot I play today, I'm just gonna hit one more. It's a seven iron yardage, I'm gonna hit a six iron. And you'd be, you'd be amazed to see what results you actually get. So I think from there then, here's the two things that I would say, the two tasks for you. Number one, go out there, and hit one more club than you normally would. And then secondly, just make note of where those golf shots go relative to the yardage that you're trying to hit. And I think you'd be very surprised in what you get.
1: Kept that short, Andy, that was good. That was, that was good. I'm gonna (laughs) keep this next one short. Point number five, mistake number five, is a lot of people ask us, how do I deal with a bad shot? How do I I get over a bad shot? Well, the key thing- Don't hit hit them. Don't hit them, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) The key thing to this is practice getting over them. So how, how often are you going on the golf course going, right, today my focus is how I'm gonna react on poor shots and scoring yourself on them so this is the key thing a lot of people are aware Pierce, of um, of let's say mindset stuff and they know that they need to be doing stuff but they're not necessarily actually practicing it they're not going out there and right today I'm gonna to work on my mindset today I'm gonna to work on how I'm gonna react at things today I'm gonna to control my emotions on the negative stuff they're not doing it even though they know it's really important so our task for you is to go out there and to practice how you react on the bad shots. Now, the one thing that's important, why it's so important this is, is when we show emotion, when we show emotion to anything, we store that. So if every time you hit a bad shot and you react in an emotional way, you're stacking that emotion there. So it's not gonna be a good thing for you. So instead of you having an outburst and, and not only having an outburst, that continuing to carry on and influence you the rest of your round, You can go out there and you can say, right, I'm going to practice today. I'm going to hit a shot and I'm going to practice acceptance. I'm going to practice just accepting whatever the outcome is, because you're going to hit bad shots today if you go out on the golf course. You're going to practice that and you're going to practice not reacting to it. Now, what you're also going to do is score that. You're going to get to the end of the hole and you're going to, if you've reacted in a good way for that hole, for that entire hole, then you're going to just circle the hole so if you number one for instance hole number one if you've not reacted in a, if you reacted in a great way on all your shots then you can circle that you've got a point there and if each hole you do that at the end of the round you might have if you if you're very very good which I doubt you're gonna get 18 it's quite difficult if you're doing this for the first time <laughs> but the idea is to obviously have 18 holes where you've got a circle around each number because it means you've controlled your emotions and you've reacted well on all of those if you practice this you'll get better at it, and if you get better at it and start to do it over and over again, it becomes a habit, and that will lead then to you having a more pleasurable experience on the golf course as well, but also shooting lower scores. So next time you go out, if you're somebody who struggles with reactions and having a negative response, practice controlling it, relax, calm, and get on with your game, and you're gonna score yourself and see how you get on.
0: Sounds far too hard,
1: that does. It's hard, it is hard, but you know what? It, it, it just takes practice. And ultimately, we just know that it doesn't help us. We know that actually reacting in a negative way is not gonna help you play better golf. If you wanna be better, then you need to put the time and the effort in to do yeah. that.
0: And that's a great tip as well about circling the scorecard. I mean, that's Carl Morris, yeah. obviously. who who gave us that thought quite a long time ago now. So look, I hope you enjoyed that. There are definitely some very simple wins there for you. And and they're not not really that hard to do, really, if you think about it. So make sure you share this with your friends if you wanna help them on the golf course. Take advantage of the five shots lower as well. Click the link in the description. It definitely has been working really well with lots of golfers, thousands of golfers, in
1: fact. And also let us know, screenshot this, tag us in on Instagram, on social, and let us know which one you can relate to the most. Which one of the five mistakes are you doing the most and which ones you need most help with or most practice on?
0: Number five for me. Number for five? Sure. Number five, yeah, I get very angry.
1: Okay, so let's summarise the five mistakes then. So we've got number one, aim your ball flight, not your body. Number two, know your limitations, make that list of what you can do, what you can't do. Number three, have a clear plan to take out the danger on all your shots. Number four, allow for the crap shots. <laughs> and number five, practice your reactions and make sure you accept exactly what happens when you're on the course.
0: Very, very simple. It's definitely gonna help
1: you golf. Thanks for watching,
0: listening, and we'll see you soon. Cheers, guys.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you found some great value in it. And if you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, let us know your feedback by leaving us a rating or review over on iTunes. And remember, if you wanna go deeper and really improve your game, head over to meandmygolf.com and start your free trial and check out one of the many plans that are seeing incredible results. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to speaking to you next week.